Hello, hello, and welcome to another Baseball America Hot Sheet podcast. If you've listened to us by now, you know who's here and you know where we're coming from. But if you don't, I'm Josh in Raleigh, and that's Jeff in Massachusetts. How are you doing there, Jeff? Not too bad, Josh. Not too bad. I'm uh, excited to be on this hot sheet, hot week show. Well, I mean, you say that, but I did have to spend weeks going through your agent and your handlers to get you on again this week. <laughs> your contract had run out and you know we had to re-up you for another season. So I'm glad you're back. I'm glad the contract worked out and the check is in the mail. But again, if you followed along with us, you know what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the hot sheet, which isn't available publicly just yet, but we've written it. And through the magic of Zoom, we will be talking about it before it's out. Uh, so this week, the hot sheet is led by none other than James Outman of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who usually have good prospects, and it turns out continue to have good prospects, and that is why they win a lot of baseball games. Jeff, what, what stood out about James Outman's week that put him atop the hot sheet heap that you picked this week? Yeah, I think if you um, you take a look at the week that Outman had, and I think that he actually, if I'm not mistaken, had just been demoted from um, the Dodgers within the last couple of days or weeks leading up to, to last week. I, I'm pretty sure he was up with the major league club and then, um, you know, was sent down to AAA with Oklahoma City and just had, you know, an unbelievable week, um, you know, it was 12 for 23 or excuse me, 12 for 21 um 14 rbis he had five doubles three triples two home runs you know um you do that in a week where you have 10 extra base hits and 14 rbis uh more often than not you are you know probably going to be pretty high up on the hot sheet if you're a decent prospect and um you know he's kind of an interesting player i think was sort of a, a late bloomer and you know really good athlete um decent approach and there's some bats of ball skills there and there's certainly some power as well but um really interesting athletic outfielder that you know i don't know if he's good enough to play every day in la at least for the dodgers but um you know potentially could find himself as a long-term you know everyday regular i think just because of the variety of skills and then you know you go down the list a little bit to number five and there's the catcher for the rockies who i think is having the quietest monster season in the minor leagues. And that's Hunter Goodman. He's made several hot sheets this year. I think he made it last. Yes. I know we made it last week too. Cause I cleared out our master hot sheet document and there he was. I didn't know until I started researching. I did know that he was leading the minor leagues in total bases, but right now he is tied with Moises Gomez, of course, for the most home runs in the minor leagues with 33 and he is tied for the most extra base hits in the minor leagues with 66. This is, you know, as we record on Monday. And it sounds like, Jeff, and you're more familiar with uh, Hunter than most because you do the Rocky system, that uh, this young fella has big, big, big power. And it wasn't just because he had to play in Cali bar parks or anything else that was artificially created by park factors. He just can hit the ball a country mile. Yeah, he was um, <clears throat> here on the Cape back in 2019 as an underclassman. Uh, you know, he's with Memphis as a catcher. And he had huge power, like some of the biggest power on the Cape. Um, was in the home run derby that year. Um, you know, I caught a couple of games as well. And it's really loud. So 
he's the type of player that, um, you know, should be, I would imagine with Hartford probably next season um, could move pretty fast after that. He always had swing and miss concerns. Um, their approach is really what the issue was it, there. It, it's still present. Um, there's certainly no question about that, <laughs> that he does still uh, swing and miss, you know, quite a bit strikeout rate is above 30%, you know, over uh about 40 plus games at the high level um, doesn't walk a whole lot either, but there's sort of a, like enough bat to ball skills at this point with like probably 70 power. I don't think I'm, I'm being over the top saying that um, it might even be more. I mean, frankly, it's, it's huge, huge raw juice. Uh, and you're getting that from a catcher and there's been enough bat to ball. I think just, as a professional um, that he's been able to tap into it. But when you, you're a low walk uh, hitter that swings and misses a little bit, has to be aggressive. Um, it's a really tough line to sort of toe um, if you're going to make it as an everyday big leaguer. But if there's any position where that's going to work, it's probably catcher. So we'll see. And, you know, certainly Coors is a great place to play if uh, you're relying on, um, you know, higher batting averages and balls in play. You know, to I want to stick on the Rockies for a second. And again, I'm going to quiz you since you made the list and you picked all these guys. The helium guy this week is Diane Jorge, who, again, is in the Rockies system. So what made him your helium guy? Yeah, I think like, um, you know, the, the big thing for me anytime I'm looking at the helium guys from week to week is especially like once short season started. Um, well, I guess it's a bad way to put it, but like rookie complex ball started. I wanted the helium guy to be somebody from the complex more or less, or a guy that maybe like kind of broke out down there and then was promoted up. And I think at this point, like some of the bigger names uh, on the complex are probably too big, too big of a deal to probably use in this example, but um, you know, still young. I think he signed a couple of years ago. I know he's 19, which is older for the Dominican complex league, but um you know, I think when you think about all the restrictions and everything else over the last couple of years, some of those age factors go out the window, but um, he's hit. I mean, he's, he's hit for average. Um, he's hit for power, um, not a ton, but some. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me with, with complex level hitters is, uh, you know, I want guys that, you know, have shown approach that scouts will, will sort of back it up as well. That like, all right, yeah, this guy, you know, is, not swinging and missing like crazy he's not chasing like crazy um because sometimes those guys that are a little uh aggressive can can run into some uh and that approach really gets exposed once they get into the full season ball i mean think about all the guys over the years that have had big breakout campaigns in the dominican summer league and then they come here and really effectively turn out to be not much of anything but um, yeah you know jorge is a guy that um the reports have been good dating back to, you know, when Bat, uh, Battler added them to their Rockies list uh, after the, the international signee period. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think I share your views on what a helium guy is. I generally like to pick from the youngest of the young and who are you know, putting up stats and try to maybe filter out the, the noise from the sample. And a lot of times, sometimes it works. I mean, we have a guy on our helium uh, or who made helium a few weeks ago, Miguel Uyola, who is uh, an Astros right-hander, who is 
graduated from helium status to full on hot sheet status. He's at number seven on this list because he struck out something like 18 in uh, two appearances this week. Amazing, Not no starts. He uh, was the back end of a piggyback, uh, one start, and then kind of a bridge to from rehabbing starter Josh James to the bullpen uh, out in Fayetteville. But uh, fittingly, I, I got his only real clunker in the last uh, two months or so, and he gave up five, and, five earned in like three innings or something. But other than that, he's been absolutely nails. I think, he, I, think I wrote it in uh, the hot sheet uh, that you will see uh, tomorrow. Let me see if I can pull, pull up that stat because it, it's absolutely nuts what he's been doing. Uh, yeah, he struck out 60 hitters in the last 33 and two-thirds innings since July 1st. And it's not like he's out here throwing 95 or 90, 95. <laughs> not that big a number anymore. That's not, it's not like he's out here throwing 98 or he doesn't have a huge hammer-breaking ball. What he's got is a fastball that is just hard to hit, and he pairs it with a nice little sweeping slider cutter thing. And due to this level, just cannot hit it if he throws it in the strike zone. And he can really dominate lineups with just those two pitches. He'll sprinkle in a changeup. I saw a pretty couple of pretty good ones when I did see him. And there's a curveball in there too. But you know, he's the the, the Astros just find intriguing low dollar Latin American arms and they turn them into playoff pieces. I think we mentioned this last hot sheet since I think Uyola is a two-time or on a second consecutive hot sheet, but someone alerted me to the fact that the 2018 Bowie's Creek Astros team, which played in front of nobody, and that's, I mean, he played in front of low, they played in front of low-level Florida State League crowds. They had 28 big leaguers on that club, I think. Future big leaguers come through there, and that's not even counting rehabbers. That's crazy. It's it's bananas. Uh, it's you know b a n a n a s bananas. But yeah, U- Uyola this week has really jumped, and I, I feeling good about putting him on the helium. He has not let any of the helium fall out and let him fall back to earth. Well, that's what we uh, want. We want the helium guys to catch the helium and ride it into the hot sheet, like. But it gets Gabriel get, Martinez did that. Uh, I think Miguel Blaze did that. We've had a few. Uh-huh. Yes, our our don't quote us on this, but our helium picks are perfect this year. Um, but if you get too much helium, you float directly into the sun. Astronomers, astrologists, do not call me on that because I think it's that's, true. Yeah, that's not good. No. But before we go on with this malarkey any further, we're going to take a short ad break right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. And, you know, speaking of pitchers, the Yankees pitching this week, our Yankees prospect pitching, went off. And it's not the guys you would expect. You know, it's not it's not Will Warren in double A. Um, they traded a lot of their upper level arms, frankly. They're trading a lot of guys you would expect to go off. But Matt Sauer, who checks in, I believe, at three on this hot sheet, a 20 second or 17 second rounder uh he struck out 17 hitters which is a somerset franchise record and i know people are gonna say oh they've only been affiliated for two seasons well no they were a franchise before that they've been playing baseball for a long time and that is the most strikeouts by any somerset patriot ever and it i think it's almost more um amazing that he pitched eight innings which doesn't happen too often either no <laughs> so I give a lot of credit to the Yankees pitching doctors, uh, a lot of pit, the pitching coaching p- coaches who have turned a lot of kind of anonymous guys into guys and have gotten the best out of uh, baby guys who weren't so famous. Sours won, and then Richard Fitz, their fourth rounder from last year out of Auburn, yep. <clears throat> who had it an okay season. Uh, in, by some metrics in Florida, in the Florida state, he'd struck out a lot of guys and walked very few. He allowed way too many home runs that and more than you'd expect in the Florida state league, but he took a perfect game into the eighth inning, which again, dudes pitching into the eighth inning is not something you see in the minor leagues very often. I don't care, you know, what they're doing. It just doesn't happen. Like, like I saw a guy this week, he had 61 pitches through six innings and they pulled him. So what I'm saying, you don't see guys pitch into the eighth inning very often. I think I can count on two fingers the number of nine inning complete games. No, three, three fingers the number of nine inning complete games I've seen. Yeah, maybe four. Nick Tepesh with uh, that's a no hitter. Hector Noesi back in the day with with Summer uh, Somerset with Trenton. Uh, his name Jean Mar Gomez with Akron pitched a perfect game, and Yanni Chirinos for Durham a few years ago. Uh, on a night where I was expressly going to see relievers pitched a complete game shutout. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. But my point is the, the Yankees pitching prospects who might be a little more under the radar uh, went off this past week. So kudos to those guys for taking up two spots on the hot sheet uh, with their bananas pitching performances. That's the second time I've been mentioned bananas. And this podcast is not sponsored by Chiquita. And we talked a lot about, you know, catchers up and down this list. Uh, one more I want to talk about is Moises Ballesteros with the Cubs. Um, he is one of my favorites. Uh, and I just wrote about him for an article you'll see recently because I am a sucker for young players and I am a sucker for Latin American players. Uh, if you know me, you know, that's kind of uh, my, my thing. Uh, he is a big boy and he has a big bat 
and he can hit for average and power and he throws pretty well and he's in low a at 18 which you know makes up a lot of alarm bells up in the old this guy is a prospect this guy is a prospect you better go watch him he took one of the prettiest swings i've seen all year uh in uh down east the other day and i was so mesmerized <laughs> by what had happened i forgot to pull the trigger on the camera until it was too late and i got him loafing out of the batter's box but that was about it so missed opportunity but i feel like he'll be around a little longer point is he raked in the acl and is continuing to rake in the uh in the carolina league he's just a really intriguing prospect who's adding to uh the rebuilding of the cub system I don't know what you've heard about Moises Ballesteros, uh, Jeff, but I'll let you tell me. A lot of what you said, the numbers back it as well. Um, he was a guy that was actually on <clears throat> the recent article I wrote about, you know, I guess hitters that were potentially good targets in fantasy, but I just think in general, guys who have uh, good underlying metrics and Ballesteros is one of them. Um, and he's got a really fun name to say as well, but Huge power there, as you mentioned, um, the numbers back that. There's bat-to-ball skills. Uh, there's some approach, especially when you consider how old he is and what the level is. I think we always got to take um, you know, the chase rates with sort of a grain of salt and sort of see at the type of pitches they're swinging at, the type of contact they're making, high contact quality. And if there's an opportunity that he can stick behind the plate long-term, uh, he could be a really interesting player. And we've seen a lot of these bat-first um, catcher profiles, typically, you know, they get a lot of love um, on our list, but I think a lot of that is because they're viewed and rated very highly by front offices and, um, you know, scouts, et cetera. You know, we're going to move to what our plans are for the coming week. Um, we're going to move off of the subject of thicker catchers and move to wiry, strong, super talented no, nowhere near under the radar prospects because I am crossing a best player I haven't seen ever off my list. When I am, by the time you hear this tomorrow, I will be driving the many miles to Chattanooga to see Ellie de la Cruz, one of the most electric, if not the most electric player in the minor leagues. I am hoping that I can get two home runs out of him in three games and he can cross the 30 30 threshold. But even if he doesn't, I am fairly certain I'm going to see something outstanding over the course of 27 innings uh, from Tuesday through Thursday uh, on Lookout Mountain. I'm hoping I get to see him light that uh, the Chattanooga choo-choo up at least once. You know, you've heard nothing but great things about him for the last two seasons or whatever it's been. And he's just, I mean, they're, yeah, there's swing and miss. Yeah, there might be some swing decision issues, but he does all sorts of fun things anytime he's on the diamond and it's 500 foot bombs taking extra bases running like a gazelle throwing like a rail gun yes jj i said rail gun he's gonna do something fun so i guess my question to you jeff is on a scale of two to eight how jealous are you that i get to go see ellie de la cruz um just because of the way you said um ellie de la cruz just now um, I'm going to say an eight. It was about a four before because I've seen Ellie De La Cruz, but um, not really in a great, I saw him in the, the Futures game. So not a great, op, not not exactly a great example there, but still, um, had you said Ellie De La Cruz in a more like a normal, normal person? fashion, yeah. 
I wouldn't have been as excited because you made it sound very Jim Romish. Uh, I'm in. So um, thank you, Josh Norris. Well, here's the thing. I listened to a lot of Jim Rome growing up. So that makes sense. I was probably the only 12 or 13 year old turning into Jim, Jim Rome every day. And as a matter of fact, I tried to call anyone and whoever their call, I forget what the name of the call screener is, heard my voice and immediately said, too young, click. <laughs> and I didn't get a word in. But uh, either way, uh, Jim Rome or not, I'm very, very, very excited. And it's, I'm going to be driving the seven hours, I hope. It's going to be effortless because I know what's at the end of the rainbow. Jeff, what do you got cooking? Uh, yeah, I got uh, a few games this week. You know, um, Brian Mata actually makes his AAA debut in Worcester tomorrow, I believe. Not sure if I'm going to be able to make that one. There's a chance. Um, but I do have Redding uh, in Hartford all week. So I'm going to head over there. Um, I don't know if they haven't announced Friday, Saturday, Sunday yet. Um, I know McGarry got pulled the last time because of some blisters. I don't know if it's something that has cleared itself up or if he was put on to like the seven-day IL or not. I didn't check before I got on air, unfortunately. Um, but I have Abel and Painters as well. Excited to see both those guys. Um, I assume they're probably going to go Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see uh, how it shakes out at the end of the week. But um, excited to see both those arms. You know, what really gets me going uh at the ballpark this time of year is seeing the best arms i haven't seen before and those are two are probably the the best arms that i haven't had the opportunity to see pitch live yet um and i think it's a pretty good way to to kind of wrap up last couple of weeks of the season here so um yeah i i'm probably going to be two of the better arms i'm going to see until i get out to arizona i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna make, make a hot take here Andrew Painter is going to be the best arm you've seen all year. Barring a, a fiasco, Andrew Painter is going to be the best arm you've seen all year. And yeah. I just checked McGarry is not on the IL. So. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, Josh. I mean, I've seen, seen some good arms. I know you have. That's why it's I've a seen bold Kyle statement. Harrison. I've, I've seen Ricky Tiedemann. I know um, what you've, I know you've seen Yuri Perez. I'm not really counting what you've seen at the futures game because that's exhibition really innings. Yeah, but uh, for extended period, I, I, you know, I, 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 I did see Gavin Williams. That's yep. You know, I think this is going to be better than all of them. All right, so we'll see. Now, I love this bet—not even a bet. This promise because all you have to do is come back, and even if he is, just be disingenuous and say, "Nah," <laughs> and I lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only thing he has working against him is it's really primarily like two pitches. So, oh, um, oh, but he'll if you want to like really get me, you want to really get me going, I got I got to like show me three really good pitches. And that, I'll also say like I don't think I've seen as good of a pitching uh, performance as I saw from Marco Raya like second week of the season um, for Fort uh, Fort Myers uh, at Dunedin. I mean, like he shoved. It was one of the better pitching performances I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, I think he went only went seven, but I mean, he was throwing three different pitches that looked great. Was like mixing it up. Um, I think it was a sub two hour game, uh, which is my first experience like with the pitch clock. Actually, was that game? So I like left like, oh my god, I have like several hours left to like do things now. Like this is usually a four hour excursion. <laughs> It was only two tonight. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I saw Bayo uh, at a couple of different levels. He was pretty good, but yeah, no, I, you know, I think you're probably got a, a good chance of it being painter um, or able, you know, or maybe it's McGarry. You know, I love me yeah, some McGarry. So if I get some McGarry, it might be McGarry, but I'm going to be driving back and forth from Hartford uh, a lot this weekend. And, and you, you get to see them against Zach Veen. So that should be pretty cool. Um, I will say too, on, on Andrew Painter, I, I get that you, it, it, the rap on him is that it's, it's two pitches. That changeup is pretty good. It's these. It's a pretty good change. Yeah, up. I don't think he needs it typically, or the curveball. Like, but he yeah, the, you know, the, the curveball. Uh, the curveball wasn't good, was not good when I saw it, but he didn't need it. So, but the changeup when he needed it was outstanding. Like I had one scout suggest to me, not sarcastically, I don't think that you should the Phillies should consider putting him in the big league bullpen right now, and with the stuff he has. Hmm. I'm not inclined to strongly disagree, but don't do the Phillies. Don't well, well, <laughs> that's why I'm not running the Phillies. Um, but anyway, we're running out, running out of time here. Uh, if, in the next couple of days, we're going to have stuff from Best Tools coming up on the website. I did the Arizona and Florida Complex League top tens, which came together almost by accident. Uh, we're going to have all those contents coming out. Uh, JJ is going to keep going on on this minor league unionized beat and the uh, uh, attempt to be unionized and the uh, fallout from the Sine suit. So as always, there's going to be good stuff and Jackson Chorio is on the cover. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw that Jackson is on the cover for the first time and it probably won't be the last. For this week's edition of the Hot Sheet Podcast, I'm Josh in Raleigh. That's Jeff in Massachusetts. Thanks again. Bye.